and welcome back to the Whole Health Empowerment Project podcast. I am your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, and I am a registered dietitian, nutritionist. On our episode today, I want to talk about four things to start thinking about or doing immediately that will help improve your health. I think so many of us underestimate the power of doing something simple when it comes to making behavior changes. We so easily form like these big ideas that we're going to do. So today I wanted to really simplify and create a little bit of a foundation. So when I say doing immediately, you may already be doing them. And really these things help set the foundation for the behaviors that you try to, um, that you want to continue doing. So they are, you know, the basis and you can kind of build upon them as you become more and more, um, as you become more and more apt and, you know, you have more of a practice and habit of, of doing these, these four things. Before we start the show, I want to do some housekeeping here. First, I want to remind you that this show is for you. My mission of having this whole podcast is to talk about things that you are dealing with and to give you credible information in doing it, especially when it comes to your health, wellness, and self-care. So if it's, um, you know, if there's something that you want to know about, please email me at info at um, dot com, or you can find me on Instagram at Whole Health Empower. Because, you know, I'd rather if, if there's something that you want to know about, especially when it comes to nutrition, I could probably help you. But when it comes to overall health, I can find a guest and we can kind of talk about it. Because again, it's it's for you, meant to answer some questions that you have or talk about things um, that you want to know about. And the second part of our housekeeping is I'm excited to announce that I have opened some coaching spots up. Um, they're pretty limited because I also do work full time. So, um, you know, I'm excited about that. So if that is something that you're interested in doing because you need a little bit more accountability or motivation, because I'm sure you already know what to do. It's just trying to reinforce and make those habits something that are a little bit longer lasting. Also, you can email me at info at trisharrd.com. Okay, so when we are talking about these four different things um, to really help create the foundation, I'm going to start with something that's more in my wheelhouse, which is increasing your fruit and veggie intake. So I feel like that's the first one. And it's something that probably we all know what to do. We all know the benefits of it. So as a reminder, the benefits of eating more fruits and veggies is that fruits and veggies in general tend to have a lot of vitamins and minerals, which your body requires and needs. And so eating a variety of foods, including a variety of fruits and vegetables, is a way that you can really tap into getting those fruit and vegetable um, you know, like variety that your body needs and, and desires and wants. Also, fruits and veggies are linked with having fiber in them. And fiber is wonderful for our body because it helps 
it helps improve bowel regularity. Um, it helps just fiber in general helps decrease chronic diseases. And so it's something that we need. There's a real benefit in terms of, you know, fruits and veggies. The real benefit though is decreasing risk of chronic diseases. So people who tend to eat more fruits and veggies tend to have a decreased risk of cardiovascular disease, which is heart disease, high blood pressure, cancer, um, some GI diseases, stroke, diabetes, um, and some eye-related diseases, especially as we age. And vision becomes something that's a little bit more um, concerning or something that we worry a little bit more about. And when we talk about fruits and veggies, you know, fresh is always best. That's kind of what we always kind of say, but obviously it's not it's not feasible to always do fresh because of the seasons and things like that. So really any way that you can get it um, would be what I would say to do because you're going to get the benefit of it. Um, when it comes to fruit, kind of trying to stay away from fruit juice and really focusing on your fresh um, frozen canned or, you know, even you can even do some dried fruit if you want. Um, also with veggies, you know, just kind of watching, making sure that you're doing low sodium, things like that, because especially if you have high blood pressure, that would be something that you'd want to watch. What I would say to you is that have fruits and veggies, have at least one fruit or veggie with each meal. Most people aren't getting the recommendation of 25 grams of fiber per day. And so if you're able to just kind of start here, um, you know, if you're doing one and then all of a sudden you ramp it up to three fruits and veggies per day, that might not trigger anything for you in terms of GI wise. But if you're consuming nothing right now and all of a sudden you eat like a whole bunch of fruits and veggies and big portion sizes of fruits and veggies, you may have some kind of, you know, like just some kind of like GI distress in doing that. And so why I'm saying this and using fruits and veggies as something that I believe is one of the simplistic ways that we can start is because it really creates this foundation of what, you know, when we're doing this like intuitive eating, what we want the plate to look like. And it's going to be half of your plate or at least some of your plate having fruits and veggies. And there's a real benefit in that. And so if you're able to increase from maybe doing one or two fruits and veggies per day to three per day, then that's really great. And if you're able to then get that habit under control and then add more to it, even better. You know, and there's also lots of studies coming out about um, the gut microbiome, which I think is really fascinating. And at some point I'll have somebody come and talk about it because it's just, there's just so much interesting stuff that it's linked to. Um, and so, you know, making sure that you're eating fruits and veggies will also help um, will help that too. So it's just this benefit. Again, I know you all know the why fruits and veggies are so helpful in our bodies, but just trying to simplify it to maybe add one for each meal as a starting point. And when we go through these four things, there's going to be some of these things that maybe you're doing, um, that you're doing, and there's other things that maybe you're not doing. So it's just a way when we talk about these things, to try to get you to a place that you feel like it's a little bit more manageable and then you can build upon it. So instead of going and doing this extreme eating, trying to kind of bring us all to a place that 
there's more equilibrium and there's more um there's like we're kind of all in the same playing field and you're kind of in a really good place if you're doing these things the second thing that i would say would be hydration so hydration is something that i feel like especially in winter months becomes um an issue if in the summer i guess it could be any time of the year because in the summer if you're you know if it's really hot you can also become dehydrated so hydration is something that i think that a lot of us um you know a lot of us probably don't pay attention to so much um signs of dehydration are usually when you're thirsty so you know, there's this like this old saying that when you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. And so I would say that if you're feeling thirsty all the time or your mouth is really dry, because you're not drinking enough, then you're probably dehydrated. But one of the other things that happens with dehydration is that I feel like can, it can impact our overall health. And I think that's why I picked these four things that I'm going to talk about because of the impact of our health. And I feel like if we're not doing some of these things, then it impedes our progress in doing some of the other things that we that we want to do and some of the bigger goals that we have. And so with hydration, some of the other things are, um, you know, you may, you may feel really tired and fatigued all the time because you're, you know, because you're um, dehydrated. You may be feeling constipated. You may feel dizzy. Um, you'll notice that you have like pretty dry skin if that's something that is important to you. You'll notice that if you're dehydrated. And one of the other things is is that you could have a difficult time performing tasks that, you know, maybe didn't seem like it was so hard to do. And all of a sudden you're just, if you're especially in, you're in this dehydration deficit, it might be a little bit harder for you. And the reason why hydration is really important is that adult bodies are made up of like 50 to 60% of water. So for every, everything that is happening in your body, every cell, every tissue, every organ requires water to function. And so if you're not getting enough water per day, and then you end up in a deficit, you're going to be in this place that it's going to be harder for some of these things to function. And constipation ends up being something that is um, part of it too, because typically, you know, if you're if you're taking in fruits and veggies and you're taking in fiber, but you're not taking in enough water, then it's really going to be hard to kind of push that stool to where it needs to go to be excreted. So it's all of these things, like that's waste products that your body's trying to get rid of. So you're probably not going to feel that great if you're kind of hanging on to it. And so overall, hydration is really just a really great way to make sure that you're regulating your temperature, you're getting rid of waste, and you're transporting all of that essential um, hydration that all of the cells in your body need to work properly. When I first started this podcast, I did an episode all about hydration, and I think that's episode 20, and it's called Are You Drinking Enough Water? So if you want more information on hydration, you can refer back to that episode. But what I would say to you is that really just making sure that you're getting enough water, right? And so there's so many different estimates. People like will say, drink this, drink that when it comes to water. But what you're really going to need to know the basics are the more you weigh, the more water you're going to need. So if you are somebody who is 125 pounds, you may only need 
seven cups of water per day. Whereas if you're 225 pounds, you are going to need closer to 11 cups of water per day. So the amount of water that you require is going to be based on your weight because you have, you know, you may have more um, cells that you need to get to. So you want to make sure that you're, um, that you're getting it to all the cells that need it. And then also what I would say is that really just watch your urine output. It should be not so dark. It should not smell. It should be something that is not too clear either because there is a harm of, of being overhydrated. So just this point that you have like this pale yellow urine. And so I would say that's probably the best way to kind of go about and decide if you're getting enough intake when it comes to hydration status. Because again, with hydration, there's lots of different things that are going to require you to need more water, like especially if it's in the summertime and you're really thirsty, or if you're really active, you may need more water, and other times you may not need as much. And again, depending on your weight, um, you may require more or less. So making sure that you're just becoming a little bit more in tune of what's happening when you go to the bathroom and just making sure that your urine is not too yellow and that it's not too, too, too light either. Okay, if that makes sense. So the third thing we're going to talk about is sleep. So for me, this is something that I always struggle with. I'm always in this sleep deficit. But when I talk to people, I feel like I'm the only one that's in a sleep deficit. So perhaps this is one of the four steps that you're just acing, and I am very envious of you. But maybe you're like me, and sleep is something that is an issue. So why sleep is really important is that sleep really helps us have an increase in concentration. It helps with our overall well-being. It allows us to focus better and to make good decisions. In general, people that, that sleep well tend to perform better tasks than when you don't have any sleep at all. And I know that we all know this, right? When you don't get enough sleep, you feel, um, you feel the obvious tired, irritable. You may have a very difficult time concentrating on a task. You may... You might, you know, you just might be in this place that you're, it's very hard for you to make decisions. And so, you know, also what happens with a lack of sleep is that you become run down and then you're more at risk of becoming sick. So sleep is something that I would say is probably, I would also try to make this one of the cornerstones of what you can do, um, you know, just so that you can have an increased sense of well-being. And so typical adults require anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And that amount that you require is going to be very individualized to you. But in general, why I need sleep as one of these things is that a lack of sleep causes a lot of stress to your body. And so it's been shown to... Um, it's been shown to do a lot of different things besides how you feel on an everyday basis. It does have a bigger impact and, you know, the impact has been seen from people who sleep shorter amounts of time and then also people that have fragmented sleep too. So trying to minimize any disturbances that you have and making sure that you're able to get enough sleep so that you're able to perform better tasks. 
you know, I think it's very hard to have all these great health goals in mind because all it takes is sometimes a lack of sleep to kind of to take that right off and to derail you from whatever it is you're trying to do. So setting sleep as a foundation is something um, that I think will really help you kind of stay on target with whatever it is that you want to do. And I think just in general, it'll probably make you feel a lot better than if you're not sleeping at all, right? And so also some of the things to think about, which we've talked about on this podcast before too, is just setting the stage for sleep, trying to have some kind of consistent nighttime routine, some kind of, you know, wind down regimen, and more importantly, putting all your electronics away at least an hour before you go to sleep. So you don't want to be laying in bed scrolling on Instagram for an hour or Facebook for an hour, whatever it is, your guilty pleasure, which by the way, I do too. Um, but really, you know, trying to kind of get into a place that you're able to relax yourself and get into a state that you are, um, you know, that you're able to get enough sleep. So that's the third thing that I think is a really great foundation. And then the last thing that I think that I would say for a foundation of, um, of having this life that you want and trying to, you know, set the foundation for these health changes is to have an outlet for your emotions. I believe that it's very important for all of us to have some kind of activity or some kind of practice that we do consistently that help manage all of these emotions that you're feeling. For so many of us, we have these, you know, we're human, right? So we have all these negative feelings and emotions throughout the day and they need to be released. It's very hard if we don't release them and we just keep them in our head and they don't kind of go anywhere that it just, it just makes us crazy and it makes us probably not in such a great headspace. So I think finding some kind of consistent practice that is an outlet for those emotions is something that I would deem very important. Um, why I believe it, it would qualify as being one of these four things that I think are the most important is that left unchecked, all of these negative feelings and all of these negative emotions can really intensify our suffering. And it can be really difficult to achieve all the things that we want to do further intensifying the suffering that we feel. I mean, think about it. If you just have all these emotions, like where are they going? And what happens when you start to feel overwhelmed or very emotional about something? What ends up happening if you don't have an outlet for your emotions is that you may feel out of control, you may feel emotionally depleted, you may start doing these emotional eating episodes. So not having an outlet is something that I believe really hinders our suffering and really, um, you know, hinders our progress when it comes to achieving what we want. And then I think it just kind of intensifies that vicious cycle of feeling bad and then doing whatever thing you don't want to do and then feeling bad. Just, it's just a cycle. And so, you know, again, all of these things are going to be individualized to you. So finding what is a great outlet for you. What can you do consistently that when you get upset or when you feel really stressed works for you to help manage those feelings? Is it 
Is it breathing? Just taking a minute and standing back and, and putting the situation in perspective. Is it, you know, having some kind of gratitude practice? Is it going to therapy? Um, is it walking? Is it journaling? Is it, is it meditation? Is it yoga? What is it for you? It doesn't matter what it is. It just matters that you have a practice in place to help you and to support you during this time of um, the inevitable time when you're having these negative emotions because you're human and things aren't going to be great all the time. Things are going to be hard. And that's how life is. It's dynamic and ever-changing. So one of the best ways to support you in all this is to have an outlet to manage those emotions and whatever that outlet is for you. So let's recap the four things that we've talked about here that I believe are the foundation to improve your health and the changes that you want to do and kind of lay a basis for achieving something so that you can get to the bigger goal that you want. Again, you may be doing some of these things, but just trying to work on, you know, in a way that it can really simplify it for you and not to get so bogged down in so much information that's out there, especially when it comes to our health. So the first thing is making sure that you're eating enough fruits and veggies to decrease your risk of chronic disease and to make you feel better in the moment. So that's making sure that you have one fruit or veggie or a total of three a day to help make you feel that way and to help make you, um, you know, to help get you that benefit of making the small change. And if you want to do more, certainly do that, but making sure that you start slow and just add a little bit more at a time so that you don't get to a place that you have any GI distress. The second one that I believe is important is hydration, making sure that you're drinking enough water for whatever your body needs, and it can vary depending on lots of different factors. So watching your pee and kind of looking at the color of it and listening to how you feel if your mouth is dry, if you're if you notice that your skin is um, really dry, things like that. Like just kind of noticing what the symptoms are when you're not drinking enough water. Number three is getting adequate sleep so that you are in a place that you are feeling like you are focused and able to concentrate and able to make really good decisions and that you feel like you're able to perform a task and that you're really... Um, decreasing your risk of getting sick because you're not really run down. And so for typical adults, that is anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep at night. And then lastly, having an outlet for your emotions so that you're not carrying these negative emotions into the next day and the next day and the next day. Having an outlet that you practice consistently so that you're able to release those emotions, reset how you feel, and then move forward with your day. All four of these things are individualized to you. Again, you're probably doing some of them, but just a suggestion of other things that may help you get to a place where you are really able to start making some of the health changes that you that you desire, or maybe you're already doing just building on them. All of this, this whole podcast, all of these suggestions are meant to empower you, not to overwhelm you. So just remembering to start where you're at and just moving forward, moving forward from there. 
some people do really great with like making radical changes and they can maintain it. But I found that with a lot of people when doing coaching, it tends to do a little bit better if they kind of dip their toe in and they start with a rat and they make changes um, along the way that kind of are more unique and individualized to you. So start implementing any of these small changes into how you eat um, and into your lifestyle and kind of like see what works for you and then make those changes and then continuing to build upon them and creating the right foundation that works for you. In all of this, there is no such thing as right or wrong in terms of what, you know, in, in terms of like a set way to do things. It's more of what is right for you and what you can do to stay consistent and maintain your health for the long term. Because that's ultimately the goal. We can talk about lots of different things on this podcast, but ultimately it's going to be whatever works for you is the right thing. And whatever you can be consistent in and that you can do for the long term is what's the most important thing. So, you know, all of this, when we talk about it, it's a way that you can create your own idea of what works for you. And by doing that and by practicing these behaviors and by implementing some of these changes and doing them in a way that fits your life, you're going to become more confident that you know what to do and that you're going to become more confident that what you're doing is right for you. So as a reminder that when you're making any health, wellness, or self-care change, it, it, it's all of this in terms of our health. It's a journey and it's going to take, it can take time. It's going to require you to be uncomfortable. Um, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be changing all the time. As you age, you may find different things that work for you. Um, than even worked for you a year ago. And so just being open to that, that, that's okay. You don't have to do the same thing all the time. You just kind of get into a point that you start to trust yourself and to trust your body. And the way to do that is to start kind of small and, and trying to figure out that process of what works and what doesn't. But I want to remind you that whole health is not an impossibility. But being consistent in whatever you do is probably the easiest and the best way that you can make that happen. You know, I don't have this all figured out and I'm working on some of the same things that I talked to you about, right? And so knowing that you're not going to be perfect all the time, you know, when I've talked about these four things, there may be things that maybe in the past you really you were really like on top of it. But maybe now it's been a little bit harder because life has gotten in the way. And that's that's totally normal. So, you know, just trying to get into a place that you remember to start where you're at and that it's not about being perfect every day. It's more about being consistent and being 1% better each day. So, you know, if you found value in this podcast, I would love for you to share it with women just like you so that we can create this mission of empowering women to take action. Because honestly, I know you all know what to do, 
but I want to be able to support you in this and to kind of talk about things and to normalize um, what life looks like and what health changes look like and that it's not perfect all the time and that it changes and it ebbs and flows with our life and that's normal. But I think we get so caught up in this like social media curated world where everything looks like it didn't take a long time, it didn't seem like it was really that hard, and that it's a one-size-fits-all solution because it's not. So I'm grateful for you guys listening. Again, please share this episode or any previous episodes with someone who may benefit from it. And I will see you back here next week. Be kind to yourself, okay? I'll see you then.